At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I know things. Oh, what you know now, all of a sudden. I know about that woman y'all found out in the woods way back. But antlers? Hmm. Y'all never caught the man that did that. He's been out there. Killing. You talking out your ass, boy. You don't know a fucking thing. He's trying to buy some time, ain't you? I met him once. There's big people who know about him. Big people. I'll tell you about the Yellow King. bought two books really this week i paid full price for two books which is is something that i never do this is unheard of yeah i went ahead and bought a couple of the missing 411 books took the dive huh yeah i've been really really fascinated with it um a lot lately like almost unhealthy yeah just listening it's, trying to figure trying to figure out what the, what the hell's going on it's fascinating stuff you know somebody was i think i'm going to have shown you somebody was giving us a hard time on facebook when we initially talked about it yeah it still shows up whenever you know it's like a comment like uh don't know why people think it's so hard to get his books it wasn't that i know you can order it online but it's just like you can't go to barnes and noble right like and that's you know, like it, somebody was trying to buy one for me and they're like yeah do you realize no bookstore has it or whatever it's not that they're quote unquote hard to find it's just when i go to get a book i'll go yeah i'll go to barnes and noble i'll go to half price books or i'll or i want to read it on i you know we've got a, a nook and i i want it it would be awesome to have it on that you know or kindle or something like that i got it's, a cranny and it's not on <laughs> Get it? That's the yeah. That's the knockoff version. Nook the and cranny. cranny. Um, Sorry, that was stupid. It'd be awesome to have it available on that, you know? Yeah. And it really sucks that it's not because that's how I would like to read it. But uh, I did actually get his first two books today in the mail from Hancock, mm-hmm. which I paid zero for because of my media status, um, which is uh tribal bigfoot in the hoopa project and oh so these are not necessarily missing oh no they're not missing 411 books at all those are just his first two books and actually when you go to order the 411 book it takes you to the 
back to the North American Bigfoot search, whatever, website. But I did reach out to him. So the call has officially been put in that, hey, you know, we'd like to talk to you. And I have really been trying to think. We have purchased your product. Yeah, I didn't say that, but <laughs> I have been trying to, I've already been kind of thinking of, you know, how to do it different with him than the way that, you know, he does all of his other interviews. And I've got some ideas on that, but. So one of the things that. That I heard him talking about recently made me think of something that happened to me like two years ago. And it was something that when it happened, like I knew something creepy was happening, but I didn't really, I wouldn't have really like put it into any kind of category um, until now. Like now I kind of feel like maybe whatever is going on was kind of almost about to occur. And uh, so what year is it? 16? Mm-hmm. So it must have been like the spring of 2014. I was speaking at a conference in Lake Tahoe. And the the conference was at this lodge on the lake. It was beautiful. It was great, but it was also run by a church, like a nonprofit. So... It wasn't wild ass, you know, there was no, like there was no booze on property or anything like that. And I was out there for a week, almost a full week. And so, you know, one of the nights I was like, I got to get out of here. You know, like I got a, I didn't have a vehicle. You know, I was out in the middle of nowhere, really. You know, it's Lake Tahoe, but it's still like once you drive down off of the main road. Yeah, you can get pretty far out. Yeah. So I had, uh, I was like, I'm going to roll up a left handed cigarette, go take a stroll. And, um, and so I did. It was probably 10 o'clock at night or whatever. Wasn't a full moon by any stretch, but I do feel like there was some sort of a moon because there was a little bit of light, but it's that end of the lake. Like we weren't like Lake Tahoe is huge, right? But this little cove that we were in was, it was dark. So there's not like, there's not street lights or any of that, you know? Everything shut down, and it's just the woods and the lake. And by that point at night, I think pretty much everybody else that was at the lodge was pretty much asleep, or at least in their room. And, you know, I was just like, I'm going to go walk tonight. And I don't know. I probably put about almost a mile between me and the lodge just walking up, not like right on the water, but like, a, you know, a little bit, enough above it to where, you know, I'm kind of looking down. But the lake is so big that there's kind of a little bit of like ambient light, whatever, like starlight, 
a little bit of moonlight, you know. Yeah. Was there a trail or something that you were yeah. out there? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I'm just <laughs> traipsing through the woods, hacking, it. hacking through. No, you know, there's this whole area is, you know, it's like a, I think like two miles down, then there's like an actual like resort that has like a bar and all that stuff. But I wasn't going to walk that far to go. You know, it's just far enough to be like, be too much of a beating to walk all the way over there. Plus, you know, the altitude and the terrain, it's not easy walking. So I'm just kind of chilling in this little cove area and kind of just looking for a place to sit down, you know, and enjoy some nature's finest (laughs) and just kick it. And... This is hard, like, this is hard to kind of explain. So forgive me if I'm trying. But, you know, it's nighttime, but there's like wildlife. You know, there's at least like the sounds of the lake and the sounds of the woods, you know? Yeah. Birds, night birds, whatever. And the crazy thing is, is like, so I kind of like, I walked kind of a little bit off of the trail, found a little spot where like, I could just kind of like sit down for a second and I'm seriously about to fire this up. But before I did, like I started getting this, um, feeling like, man, it's really quiet here. Like really quiet. And I think like I had my phone on me and my headphones in. And at first I was listening to music and I don't know if it was because like I was connected to the, a what, like the Wi-Fi from the lodge or whatever. But anyway, I like hit this point where like my phone stopped playing music. It was like an app or whatever. So I pulled my phone out, going to sit down scrolling through, like trying to figure out what's wrong with it. And it's kind of in this like, you know how, like, if you are connected to a Wi-Fi and you get, like, right to the range of the edge of the Wi-Fi before it'll switch over to your yeah. cellular plan? It's still trying to connect. Yeah, it'll throw off whatever you're trying to do, or especially if, you know, like, so maybe it was like it was trying to go to the next song and I was just far enough away where it was like, what, 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 can't. But so I was, like, sitting there fooling with it, and I guess because... I definitely put music on and then started walking. And so I guess it's because then at this point, my phone is quiet. That I'm noticing that just how like weird quiet it is right here. And the other thing about this is like, however long this little encounter happened, like I have no idea. Like it was kind of like, a little bit of a time slip in terms of I'm standing there and I'm looking at my phone and I start to realize that I'm like, man, it's oddly quiet here. So I realize that I'm not going to like whatever's going on with my phone. I can't get that app to work. So I turn it off and you know, it's dark enough where like, so my screen illuminates me and then I turn it off and my eyes are kind of adjusting back And I start noticing that there's like a, there's some kind of ambient light coming from somewhere. And I'm probably, 
I'd say I'm probably like 60 yards above the water on the side of this little hill. And I just start looking at the lake. And it's gorgeous, you know, it's so pretty and it's so clear. And like in the daytime, it has this like greenish blue hue. But, you know, obviously it's nighttime, so it's the water looks dark. Yeah. But I start to like get this feeling like, does the water look like greenish blue? Now, mind you, I haven't fired up my left-handed cigarette yet. And I'm just kind of like staring at the water and I'm, I'm getting this feeling like it's glowing. Like it started to look like if, you know, if you're at a swimming pool that doesn't have lights at night or that does have like the one light on the side of the pool and, you know, somebody goes and stands in front of that light and then they kind of like move away from it and it kind of like you, at the more the light starts to fill the water up, like directly around that light, the water has color, but then the rest of it is still dark. Right. You know, if you even if nobody's standing next to a light in a swimming pool, like the other end of the pool away from the light has a is darker than, you know, where the I don't know if this makes sense because well, it's not filtering all the way through. Right. right what yeah. I'm what I feel like I'm looking at is that there's something in the water that is emitting light. And it looks like it's. It, it looks like it's getting brighter under the water, but it's not like getting brighter, 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 brighter. It's not like it's rising. It just feels like there's, it looks like there's something in the water right over there that's illuminating it. Like there's a light source is like coming at you? No, no, no. Like I'm looking down at the lake. Yeah. And it's like this whole little cove and it's kind of, you know, over there and there's still like some pine trees and, you know, whatever in between me. And I'm kind of like, Again, I don't know exactly how long this is taking me to realize this, but again, the whole reason I was kind of looking at the lake was, you know, I stopped, my phone stops working, I turn it off and put it in my pocket, and then I'm like, it's that quiet. There's no, like, all of a sudden it feels like there's not a breeze, there's no birds, there's no, just even the sloshing of the lake. Because the lake makes noise, you know? And I'm, like, kind of starting to turn my, like, pull my head around. Like, I want to kind of look over at the, like, look past those trees or go towards the lake to see what that is exactly. Like, I had the really strong desire to be like, what is going on over there? Yeah. And I am just about to do just that. Like, I'm looking down, trying to figure out, like, what little path I would take directly down to the water. Because there's not a dock right there or, I mean, it's just, you know, stone, water's edge. And I hear, like... Like it had to have been in my head. I, I, mean, I don't. I don't think it was outside of me. But I hear and and or feel something say, "Whoop!" Like, nope. 
and I stop starting to walk down towards the lake and but yet I'm still watching it and I feel like that light seems like it's getting like it seems like there's more part of the lake that's illuminated and I have this sensation of being pulled in two different directions like every part of me wants to go walk down there take my camera out or whatever and be like what the hell is going on over there you know and then there's a huge part of me another force pulling me this way saying don't walk down towards the water you know and I'm I'm having this moment where I'm like that doesn't seem like a good idea that seems like a good idea that doesn't seem like a good idea And as soon, like, so I guess I made like the physical decision to take like another step back. And I'm still like kind of looking at the water. And then not like immediate, not like immediately or anything, but like, you know how like if you look in a light, like if you stare at a light and then you look away in the way that, you know, the sun affects your eyes or whatever and you look and you kind of still have well there's like a residual image yeah residual light in your eye like it feels like that it's like I'm looking in the water but and so like I can remember that there was <laughs> there was kind of a light right there but then there's not so much and then there's not so much and then I feel like there's nothing and then so I kind of am just standing there with this like what and all of a sudden this breeze comes through and it was like then I'm hearing the water then I hear like some animal noises or whatever then I feel like I can hear you know the highway or whatever like you know there's casinos way at the other end of the lake yeah you know there's just still sound I mean it's still like nighttime at Lake Tahoe and it's still gorgeous but like it also felt like nighttime at Lake Tahoe. It wasn't like I had this weird like vacuum sensation. Yeah. Like well, where like everything kind of seemed like it stopped. And there was this one thing that was kind of attracting me. Yeah. Like, almost like a trance type thing. Yeah. Or at least in like it got my attention. And but it was obscure enough that it was. You know, like I would still need to in- investigate further. Like I should, I wanted to walk down towards the water. And I can't, like, I can't say that, like, I heard a voice out loud say, no, like, don't do that. But I definitely had that feeling in the back of my head, like, somewhere in the recesses of my brain was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Like a hand on my shoulder kind of yank. Um, and one of the things that, has been proposed about this whole missing person thing is, and it's not just the missing 411 thing. So I'm not, but like other legends of the forest native and all this, the like staying close to the light, staying close to the campfire. You know, if you hear a baby crying in the woods, don't run off towards the baby. Right. And that was kind of like what I felt 
maybe the attraction of the water because we had been out on the lake that day and there was definitely some points when I was just like, you know, I was blown away by how deep it was, by how clear it was. And maybe I like projected that wouldn't it be cool if there was something down there? I don't know. Yeah. But I know that I felt like I was at like a little, like a little fork in the road and the woods got really quiet, like dead still, not like it got quiet, it got dead. And there's something about that vacuum feeling of no wind. There's just a difference. Yeah. Like moments before a storm or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. I've been doing a lot of reading about well a bunch of different places, but <clears throat> so I'm probably going to get this wrong. But I've been doing a lot of reading about the Bridgewater Triangle in Massachusetts, which is just this area of forest, you know, almost like the the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, where just a bunch of creepy stuff happens. And I, I want to say it's there. If, if it's not there, it's somewhere uh, nearby. Where at some point in this forest, there's a cliff. And there are all these stories about people who go to visit this cliff and they get this overwhelming sensation to jump off. Like, And it's more than just like an intrusive thought, you know, where you get those all the time. Like, oh, what if I swerved my car into the other side of traffic? I'm not going to do that. But you get these urges to do little things like that. Or what if I just hit this person? You know, like these, these are things that pop into your mind and you don't do them, but they feel like really urgent. Um but people here say it's like almost like something on the other side is calling to you and saying, come off this cliff, like come, come to us. And I mean, you can read stories about places like this all over. I mean, obviously the old, you know, Mariners, like there are stories about that all the time, but people getting entranced by the water and jumping in or running aground or anything like that because they, they get so focused on one thing that they feel like it's calling to them. Yeah. The siren song. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, and, and that's a real thing. Like that's, that's a real sensation people get. And there are places and you may have been in one of them. And this, this cliff that I read about is one of them where people, if you're in the right frame of mind or if you're just in the right place that you'll feel it, like you'll feel like there's something out there. And I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know if that's a, a spirit or just something else going on, but it overwhelms you almost. And it sounds like there was a part of you that, that felt that was happening and said, no, but. So first of all, I've got, you know, my, all my hair standing up on my arms. And so I know that, and Megan's here and she was here when I talked about this, you know, I told you that, when I was in Tahoe, that that's when um, Marisha's grandma grandfather died, mm-hmm. and your daughter sat up in bed and said, "Poppy's gone." So, like, that was the same night that that happened. That was my night before I left. Like the next day, I was leaving. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I walked back to the lodge, <laughs> fired up that left-handed square, got my music back going. There's a famous fish show that happened like right there the year before. And I'm listening to that show, like kind of like, and I'm, I was actually like tweeting, you know, from my 
fish account that, you know, like is going to conjure up the and went back to the room. And then the next thing that that morning is when I got the phone call. Yeah. Her grandfather dying. And I don't know if there's a connection there. I don't know if that was like, I don't know if that could have been possibly something that was the pulling me back part. But I've heard and read a few things about the the people in the woods getting the feeling like all of a sudden there's no life. You know, all of a sudden just the small things that make the woods the woods, the wind, the leaves, the birds, the squirrels, yeah. the critters. All of that, like, makes a cacophony of sound, you know, even if it's light. That, you know, that kind of, like, evaporates or yeah, and gets sucked of- out. And then there's an overwhelming feeling of either being watched or not being alone or, like, you notice that something creepy is happening. Yeah, I want to say that's related to a lot of Sasquatch sightings or reports is that. Yeah, which is weird. It is. But like I'm becoming more and more convinced that that whatever this is that's like taking people, like it's way more than that. And I don't know if like that is maybe a manifestation of this other thing. Mm-hmm. But there's there's something supernatural happening and there's no like like the thing that we discussed about the guy the McCabe guy in the with the audio yeah like but first of all i heard polites talking about that that you know he was a affluent guy in the community and then found in water it's this whole, like, every time these kinds of things keep happening, all these profile points or whatever. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is, like, I'm, what was happening to me right there was part of it. There is water associated with it. There's this, like, a lot of times these people, like, there'll be women in their cars. It's not just, like, out in the woods. Like, a woman in their car, they find her car. Everything is in her car. You know, purse, wallet, money cell phone and then you know like a shoe right over there like she walked towards a lake and like there's a shoe or something like she just got out of her car and yeah and for whatever reason wanted to walk over there towards the fence line towards that water then they search the whole area they don't find shit and then six months later there's like a fisherman there and he finds her body in the water and it looks like she was put in the water yesterday yeah I okay, so I don't know how you explain it other than there's something otherworldly going on, right? So he was on um this like there and I don't know why they stopped making this show, but it wasn't just him, but there was this like, you know, like mysteries of the national parks kind of show that they ran on the travel channel. Mm-hmm. It was a little 30, 30 minute show, and one of them was him, and he's talking about this case. And I've heard him tell this story a number of times now. And it's a boy 
that a little boy, two or three years old, disappears off the trail. They don't have any idea where he is. Then they find him, you know, a couple days later or whatever. He's a crazy amount of distance away from where they find him. And they're like, what happened? Where, where were you? And this kid says that, like, basically he was, he met a woman that he thought was his grandmother that looked to him. In fact, he thought it was his grandmother. And then later he realized maybe it wasn't his grandmother. Maybe she just looked a lot like his grandmother. She took him into a cave and she had sparks coming out of her head. And there was like robots down there. And she pulled out a piece of paper and she told him to poo on it. And he was like, I don't have to go to the bathroom. And she's like, you have to. And he was like, I don't have to go to the bathroom. And she got mad at him. And then he can't remember anything else. Boom, he's back. What the fuck is that thing? (laughs) That's insane. Yeah, I know. At first I was thinking, okay, maybe this is like a, like you think like a witch or something like that, or some sort of weird spirit living out in the woods. But then he's telling a story about, I mean, it makes you think alien or other world like some some sort of extraterrestrial thing going on well i think if you use the term extraterrestrial all you're talking about is that it is on a different plane than us it doesn't mean i think that the mistake that maybe people are making with the whole thing is that it's not up there it's inside it it may be way more here yeah because so like I get to say a funny word right here, you know, like Lake Titicaca or whatever up there in the mountains at Chile or wherever it is. I know it's probably not Chile, but it's in South America, whatever. It's up there way high. It's like, you know, high natural lake. And, you know, the natives that are from that area, they're like, oh, yeah, that's where they come from. They come up out of that water. And you have all of these cases of these people who that's what they end up. They end up showing up in water, which has already been searched before or whatever. And it doesn't seem like like they if they've been missing for six months, it does not seem like they were in the like for sure weren't in the water for six months. Like in one know. case, he's talking about a dude that's like still in rigor mortis, which like that's 24, 48 hours definitely gone by like. 36 hours, I guess. Like 24 hours rigor mortis is usually done definitely by 36. Yeah. And finding someone who's been gone for weeks and looks like, you know, like he definitely just got dropped into the water or floated to the top. Because what if it is whatever it's, what if it's coming from out of there? Right. There's something. And it just like lets them go. And what does the human body do? Yeah. Float up to the top. Is that what you... I don't know. I don't have any, and I don't... Saw the underwater ant people of Lake Tahoe? I don't know, but there are... I don't know that that's what... Honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like I had a super big desire to walk down to that water. And there's parts of that lake where you can walk directly to the water, but there's still like rocks and stuff, you know, there's still 
And then there's other parts where it's like, you know, it's dodgy. Like there's huge rocks and you can kind of jump like, hey, let's get out there. That'd be a cool place to take a picture, you know, and it's a cove. So, yeah, there's this like horseshoe situation going on. And I mean, I don't know. I, maybe I just walk down there. Maybe I stumble and fall, hit my head and drown. You know, I don't know. Maybe, but it definitely felt like I was being baited. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and and it would be one thing if it was just like, did I maybe see a light under the water? If that was it. But it was also that feeling like all of a sudden there was <laughs> like there was a the stuff that should be there, the wind and all that was gone. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons why I brought up that that stuff gets associated with <clears throat> Sasquatch sightings is because if you if you think about it, if you think about them being some sort of intelligent species that has adapted to living in that area, living in the woods. I mean, you're not that far off from saying that they're a native a native population, right? Right. So you'd have to think that the native tribes that live there felt this stuff, knew this stuff. You have to think an intelligent species that also lives out in the woods has some sort of relationship with this stuff, right? Like they can they can feel it too. Or they Well, yeah, and if you look at it from just purely a you know, just a, just an actual like practical, Hey, there's a predator in the woods. A predator comes into an area. It's not like, yeah, you know, if you walk out into, you know, if you walk outside and there's a squirrel right there, he's going to do what he's going to freeze. Cause yeah. he doesn't want you to see him. I mean, that's yeah. But, so that uh, makes sense as to why like stuff would stop. But beyond, but beyond that, it's, it's like, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why people attribute almost magical qualities to these creatures is because they may, they may either be drawn or they may just are hang out in areas where this stuff happens. And because for whatever reason, who knows, like they're associated with it somehow, or they're just happen to be living there and say in in their minds, think, okay, that's the other entity or that's the other thing that's going on in the woods i'm not afraid of it i understand it but i know it's there and well you know it's funny the other thing that i thought about when i was thinking about whether or not and this kind of hit me like yesterday or the day before or whatever and then i was kind of thinking about earlier today if you know we're gonna even get around if i wanted to talk about it but it made me think of the gin thing, mm-hmm. which we've discussed before, which I was listening to something the other day. Maybe it was the Howard Hughes podcast, the unexplained, not the Howard Hughes pilot, but the unexplained podcast, which is really good. He's great. Love. He's like us. Radio guy. BBC. Yeah. And he's talking to somebody and maybe they're talking about the gin or whatever. And I think that's, I think that was that show. I don't know. But there was kind of like a two different, he was talking about people in the Middle East and how there's like two different associations with the gin. Like some people think like, yes, they are somewhat physical beings or can be physical beings, 
And then another part of it is like what we would attribute to be like, oh, that place is haunted. Like, don't go there. That's also what they would say that there's a gin there. So yeah. it's haunted. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to record with Shannon tonight. And she wants me to talk about the devil dog story or whatever. And, you know, that was like the first day that we recorded anything. It was a long time ago now. Yeah. But when we finally decided, like we've been talking about doing this for a while, but when we finally decided to do it, we talked about that. And then we also talked about the North American Wood Ape Conservancy. And the thing that I'm telling you there is that, man... I think Bigfoot's a bunch of bullshit, but maybe it really is just an unidentified ape species in the woods, and I think that's what these people are dealing with. Now, however long ago that was, like I feel like more than ever, I have absolutely no idea what I think about any of it because I definitely feel that there's a lot going on that we can't explain. And there's weird, there's weird like crossovers between these two. Like there's this missing person thing that happens sometimes or the UFO thing that happens sometimes. And then sometimes this Bigfoot thing is related to it. And, you know, people can call horse S on it, whatever flute players, you know, make fun of it. But then at the same time, I mean, you can't deny the fact that that's sometimes there are people who say that, yeah, not only did I just see that and it was walking in the woods or whatever, but like, it'll be like people that are like, I saw Bigfoot walk out of a UFO or yeah. we shot at Bigfoot and it disappeared. Or, you know, the Whitehall thing is tied to a, there's a UFO sitch that was going on at the same time. Yeah. But I don't know, like, <laughs> we started talking about this, these kinds of things, and I felt like I had such, so much of a better handle on it than I do now. And I don't know if it's because I'm impressionable in reading and listening to different people's stories, or if it's just the fact that like, I can't logically get to like the story about that boy totally freaks me out. Okay. And then there's one other one where it's like this kid wanders away from his group. And if it wasn't the person that was with him, that was looking for him, it was just somebody else happened to walk up and they see this kid standing on the side of this river, like her stream or whatever. And there's like what they described as looking as like a tall, upright, hairy beast standing on a log, like more in the water. And as the person walks up, it turns and jumps and goes away and they get that boy. And so this person outside of that little kid sees this happen. And then the, they asked the little kid about it. And he said that the, you know, the, the big dog wanted my hat. And I asked him, why did he want my hat? And he said he was going to eat it. 
in none of these, I mean, as far as I understand it, in writing these books, he has not drawn a connection between the missing people and, uh, I mean, has, has he drawn a connection between the missing people and anything? I mean, I know he has not drawn a connection between that and Bigfoot. No, and, like, no, Bigfoot I mean, he's not taking these people. You know, the thing is, is that it starts where it's like the first one is just about the national parks on the West Coast. And then there's the next one's about the East Coast. Yeah. And a lot of people are immediately assuming that he must be intimating that it's Bigfoot, but he's not. He won't ever say that. Yeah. And this is a guy who clearly believes in Bigfoot, you know, clearly. But that pissed a lot of people off about it, you know, was that like, what are you trying to get at? Or are you trying to lead us astray or whatever? But I've I've heard the guy from years ago talk. And and the whole thing was that it's out in the middle of nowhere, the the in the wild kind of thing. And they're almost like joking around about like maybe this is something that one of these days you'll who knows, you'll go and start looking at cases in the city. And they're kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. No. And now, I mean, that's a thing. Like that Eliza Lamb situation. I mean, that's, a, is, that's the first thing that popped in my head when you when you say that. And like going from not just people in the woods, but not just people in their cars taking a drive, not just a person in a hotel, but people in their house, you know, waking up in a, and someone being gone and all the doors being shut and. Yeah, I mean, are you? T- I mean, that that if you if you just look at the the minimal facts that Eliza Lamb case matches up with the missing cases almost exactly. Yeah, the water. The water. The clothes being off, floating face up in the water. No idea how she got there. Yeah, seemingly supernaturally got into the tank at all. Yeah. But... The most amazing thing about it all is I I don't necessarily think that it's all separate. Like it's all so many different weird things that we just don't understand or whatever. But it makes sense that, you know, if we go back to the oldest recorded history and we look at our like to talk to the natives or whatever and you know the native americans have this idea of the trickster and the idea of the gen the gin and you know they would kind of like there's kind of like blanket you know supernatural people or beings that would fuck with you yeah in different ways and sometimes more malevolent than others and wow, that sounds really crazy. But then again, I mean, the Bible talks about angels and demons and, you know, that's like, that's supposed to, this is just, that's secondhand knowledge to a kid that grew up, you know, in a Bible thumping church. You just yeah. would hear those kinds of terms. And maybe just the labels that we're putting on things are, are what really throw us off you know we yeah. just can't get over that hump of you're just expressing it in different ways right yeah physical and but i am 
so creeped out by a lot of these stories. And, you know, this really kind of all started when we talked about, well, I mean, we talked about that McCabe thing. And and then, you know, I told the story about William and Vinny and how they nearly ended up being a statistic. Yeah. And God knows if they would have ever been found or whatever. Although that but that sounded... was a, yeah, that was a totally physical, that was people acting out, right. stealing someone. So they wouldn't have matched the profile points, I guess, maybe not. But that's where, you know, that idea, like that, this kind of has been spinning around in my head. But there was also something really creepy about those two people in that van and that, you know, William's whole, like, he can remember so much about it, but neither one of them can kind of remember when, where those people came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure, obviously, there's serial killers and there's people that kidnap folks and all of that, but... But are are they... Are they people who are tapped into something, tapped into that same energy? Like serving something else. Right, yeah, they're commuting with, they're, you know, doing the bidding of of something that, um, that we may not understand. But, you know, like, and then again, like the satanic cult, Madame Morris or whatever, you know, and those... What was going on there was obviously they were trying to serve a, a a darker purpose. Yeah. But they the supernatural aspect of it, while maybe being a motivation, wasn't necessarily the cause or the effect. Right. It, it wasn't did, it did not seem to manifest. Right. More like you have a Rasputin type character that was <laughs> running the show there. Right. Anyway, it's just really been freaking me out on a couple of different levels. It's been rocking me a little bit in terms of the taking a step back and looking at everything. And cause I just, I kind of agree with his position of, I don't want to be boxed into a corner. I don't want to come out and say what I think it may be. And then, you know, lose my credibility because it's something else. But, you know, for years and years, we've been hearing about aliens taking people or whatever. And a lot of that, you know, mental, like the, you know, memory loss and the recovered memories kind of thing. It's it's a topic that we have talked about discussing many, many times. And I'll I'll just drop this one story because I feel like it, it plays in. But it's this idea that alien sightings and owl sightings go hand in hand. And there's a story of a woman who was walking down a trail and saw something off in the woods, saw what she, what looked like an alien being or whatever you might think that might look like. And it didn't see her. And she kept walking and looking at this thing and it eventually took notice of her. And that's when she said, I got this overwhelming urge that that was an owl in the woods. I know that it was not. I was looking at something else, but the moment that it saw me, my brain could not stop telling me I'm looking at an owl until it flew away, ran away, whatever. Yeah. And 
it's this it's this idea that there's something out there that is tricking you or is yeah wiping your memory or making you like making you believe that you're seeing something else and but there's a part of you just like you standing on the the edge of the lake there's a part of you that says that's not what is happening here there's something else happening here i just can't wrap my mind around it yeah yeah we have been talking about doing the whole owl episode and the thing about it is is like it's one of the things that i'm i definitely have to be in like a good mood for it because as i've told you like owls are my thing when i was a little kid it's one of the first things that my parents can remember me saying was i said i was like pointing at an owl and I would say weo and they were like what like no that's an owl you know but I was like uh-huh. weo <laughs> and I never called them owls I called them weos and if you go to my parents house now they're you know people that's what people would give me as gifts like as a little kid like I was so into them wing brooch at another time <laughs> Well, it's just really weird because one of the right when Sadie started saying a lot of that weird shit that she was saying, one of the things that she said to me when we were laying in bed was, look at that owl, daddy. And there was no owl there. Was she uh, just in a room or was she pointing out a window? Yeah, we were laying down. It's like getting ready to put her down for a nap or something. Creepy. It's just, I don't know what it is about that. And like, I, you know, for the longest time, obviously, it was just like innocent as a kid. It was just that I liked owls. I don't necessarily think that it's necessarily a harbinger of evil or whatever. And I've tried to figure it out because I had a really, really crazy owl encounter last year. And I'm not going to say a lot about what happened the night before, but we were in Colorado and I had this really overwhelming thought that something really bad had happened, like really bad that I couldn't, that had already happened and I couldn't control. And I can't believe that I let it happen. And it was causing me to have thoughts about doing something very bad myself. And we were going to um, some people's house that we had never met. We had only just, we knew them. They were fish fans and we knew them online. And it was actually Sadie's pen pal. We're going to, they're, they're having like a big breakfast party. And we're taking her to meet her pen pal. And we're also meeting these super cool people. Um, one of the dude is like an actuary. Uh-huh. You're familiar with that profession? Whoa. Right. But like, so we're on the street that we're driving down to their house and it's like, I don't know, nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. And I am weirded out. Like I can't stop thinking about what I was thinking about the night before. Can't stop it. And an owl flies down the, like there just flies over our head on the street. Like while we're in the car in daylight, like morning. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't happen, right? 
But here's the thing. We get to this house and we can't really tell if like it looks like this should be the one, but we can't see the number or whatever. And it's a big house. And so I'm like, I bet you this is it. I'll get out and go up to the door. And as I'm getting out, then a car pulls up behind us and it's like clear. Here's other people that they've invited to this thing. But I walk up to the door and I knock on it and the actuary opens the door and he's wearing a t-shirt that is just a giant owl. Like all it is, is the face of a great horned owl. Like one of those kind of shirts. Like Like that's all it is. Yeah. And I must have come across as like the weirdest dude (laughs) that rested that morning because I was just like, I think I even told him I was like, nice shirt. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know. And I was like, you have no idea. Like, Like 45 seconds earlier, an owl flew over our head. And this has always been, I don't know. I wonder what it would take to get some of these people who have apparently had these time slips or whatever, but been found alive. I wonder what it would take to get them to go to do like, you know, hypnotic regression therapy or whatever. It'd be fascinating to know what's. Something that locked up in there. <laughs> something that I've thought about doing a lot, and then there's also the like, oh, <laughs> don't know if that's a good idea to open that up. We don't need to do that. So anyway, we'll put bow on this one. On a lighter note, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call Shannon, and I bet you that I get this out this evening probably. And so if you hear this, just know that be sure to check out into the fracas into the fracas (laughs) doing good stuff over there into the fracas because i think more of me and then also you have a very 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 special episode coming up this weekend absolutely about wrestling absolutely (laughs) of all things of all things i mean i think it fits in it is a crazy crazy pastime a crazy profession I cannot even believe that in 2016 it still exists in the form that it does. But uh, indeed it does. But indeed it does. And, and it's, it's invading our town. And WrestleMania is here. So there's that too. Yep. Um. Why don't you go ahead and give all the people what they need to do? Look, we've been stuck. Like we quit talking about it. Like I quit bitching about it. And we've been stuck on like this review situation in iTunes. I don't understand what's happening. But now I feel like I need to bitch about it again. Like, come on, people. I think it's, I, I, I hear it's all about the call to action. Trick the algorithm. Come on. Like, seriously. It, and, and I've noticed it. Like, I've noticed, not that I've noticed, like, the number, but I've noticed just the, you know, the aggregator. Yeah. Affect the aggregator. Come on. Yeah. You click that. Uh... Do whatever the you have to do to do it. <laughs> click that review button. Leave us a a review. Leave us a comment on 
iTunes on, I suppose, it, I'm, I'm familiar with iTunes, but I suppose it also has a similar system on Stitcher or TuneIn. I mean, any of those places. You can you definitely can, give a thumbs up on yeah. Stitcher. Yeah. So uh, do that. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash OKTalkShow. You can just search OK Talk Show and find us there. Uh, like the page. We put up, not only do we put up anytime there's a new episode, but we also just share random things throughout the week. And uh, and like those, comment on them. Uh, we always get back to people right away. And uh, if you want to send us a message about something you heard, something you like, or just anything, send us a message there. Or you can email us at OK talk podcast at gmail.com and we're also on twitter twitter.com slash okay talk show and again send us a message tweet us share crazy creepy outdoor stories with us or bigfoot stories or wrestling stories i'll be looking forward to some of those um and, especially uh, if they all tie in together yeah, if there's somehow some sort of outdoor wrestling show where sasquatch showed up uh, i'd be more than happy to hear about it um so yeah again okay talk show on facebook and twitter okay talk podcast at gmail.com we are so easy to get a hold of if you ever want to give us your thoughts feel free to and like the page follow us on twitter it i mean I, it means a great deal it just means that more people get to to hear what you're already listening to. And if you like us, then share it. And that's awesome. Here's the other thing too. If, you know, if there's somebody that you want us to talk to and a lot of people responded to that, remember the missing episode where we talked about McCabe and yeah, you know, send them a note too, because um, a lot of these people, it's easy for us to run down and then some people it's not like like emails have been sent or whatever but you know it doesn't hurt for you to drop by their thing and say hey you know you should i know these guys are talking about having you on yeah jump on with them or whatever well and it's all about sort of rising above the noise and you know those people some of the people that we reach out to probably get emails from people all the time but if they hear enough people saying hey this okay talk is the real deal and you know you should think about listening to them and they see something from us then they're more more likely to to get back to us and all that stuff helps so yeah if there's someone you're a fan of let us know and let them know and we'd be happy to to pair up i mean we're asking for jack shit at the moment so you know yeah come on (laughs) come on people I have the, I'm in the weirdest mood now. Like I am, I feel like I have emoted and now I'm. And now we're dumping you off on Shannon. <laughs> she may be like, you're hey, welcome. Is, thanks. <laughs> so, but I mean, I'm, you know, she wants to talk about the devil dog thing and. You know. There's just as much weird in that story as, I mean, I still think, and you people have heard a lot of, heard some of the weird from me. I mean, that stills right there in terms of, like, the baffling, don't understand what was going on with that. 
especially hearing that that's a thing, you know. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about it anymore right now. All right. I'm Clint. I'm Matt. Okay, talk. Which makes us blessed and makes for stormy weather Makes for stormy weather. A friend in need's a friend.